How will the number two overall pick affect the rotation? Who gets pushed out? Who gets left off the roster entirely? We'll talk about all of that today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. We're Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. We It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. As always, we are free. We are available anywhere you get your podcasts, and that does include YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA, and when you enter promo code LockedOnNBA, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every order are you a company man enough to show off the shorts or show off the tumbler yes i knew you'd have one that is doug branson you it's my go-to tumbler yeah it's so good check out his work every hornetsboxscore.com getting swiggy with it is doug branson and you can listen to me on wfnz sports radio 927 um every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m well it's my go-to tumbler until i lose it i am notorious in fact it's my go-to tumbler because i lost my <laughs> you okay there you that? Ooh, yeah gunshot man that was the hardest i ever banged on the desk apparently i got mad at the tumbler uh yeah so i lost my nalgene and then a light it was like a miracle showed up on my porch the very next day after i lost my nalgene this go this my go-to tumbler from uh bird dog shows up anyway bird dogs tumbler <laughs> oh, beautiful package right at the front door um hopefully scoot is the package for us or brandon miller if he's good for those that are angry at us for not giving enough brandon miller love out there we're going to talk about Whatever. him just as much <laughs> just as much i'm just as tired of, i'm tired you can't love a draft pick you can't love a draft prospect because mm-hmm. it, it means you hate the other prospect which is you know, I think it, it's a, it's a really works. solid tell if you come into the comments and you say that we hate Brandon Miller. It just means you haven't you're not a fan of the show. You're not watching the show. It's fine. You don't have to watch the show. Um, but it just I know you don't watch the show because we talk a lot about Brandon. We've said he's going to be a very good player. We I think you and I are both in agreement that Scoot. We both believe that Scoot has the potential to be a an all NBA like great level player. And we just feel like Brandon's ceiling isn't quite that high. Yeah, for sure. And so if Scoot Henderson is drafted, we've already talked about how the likelihood is Scoot won't be starting immediately. And we can go back to the third overall pick in LaMelo did not start immediately did at the beginning of um, February, his rookie year, and then started the rest of the season until he got injured. So we do have some precedent, but again, it was a different coaching staff. That was James Borrego. This is Steve Clifford. And you do have Terry Rozier's presence on this team still, Maybe they trade him at the deadline. But the question for me here, if we want to focus on Scoot first, Doug, who gets pushed out of the rotation? Because this is LaMelo, who is a lock to be starting somewhere in the backcourt, whether it's on or off ball with Scoot Henderson. I I think Terry Rozier will be starting as well, even with Scoot. Clearly, Scoot is going to be a rotation guy. And then it's really interesting, right? Because Cody Martin, he signed the three-year contract, was not healthy at all. But you would imagine Steve Clifford really values his defense. James Booknight had just a blip on the radar at the end of the regular season where it's good because it was a flat line until then. And then he gave you a little something, maybe enough of a shock to just see what he can do this offseason. We love Dennis Smith Jr. and what he did. We really like Teo Maladome and what he did. 
Doug, I ask you, who are some of the guys that are at risk? And I'd even bring in Bryce McGowan's, by the way. Bryce McGowan's, man, what, what do you do with him? He's interesting, uh, interesting as well. Yeah, they've got a lot of puzzle pieces to figure out. And what makes this a tough question to answer is that there is some uncertainty around this roster, not just with some contracts that, that the Hornets may look to get off of, like Terry Rozier or Gordon Hayward, um, and, and maximize you know Hayward's uh, expiring contract, but also – we don't, we don't know for sure about Miles Bridges. We don't know yeah. uh, what's going to happen with P.J. Washington. But let's just assume that everybody's back. You know, that's that, let's, let's answer the question the only way I think we can. And I've actually got this document that we came up with at the very beginning of last season where we tried to put the rotation together. And this may help guide our conversation a little bit. So we can go ahead and we can get rid of Jalen McDaniels. He got traded. Mason Plumley, see you, buddy. You're traded. Um, and we can put Mark Williams, slot Mark Williams into that starting role. Right. Jalen McDaniel's also gone from the rotation here. And LaMelo Ball gets, you know, I mean, we assume LaMelo's going to be healthy for training camp and preseason, hopefully at least preseason, right? He gets some, he gets some action there, so he's back into the rotation as well. Uh, Kelly Oubre, I don't think he's going to be back. I'm just going to go ahead and slot him out. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I I am. It is matter of fact, I guess. But yes, I, I am okay with that. I would lean towards Kelly Oubre not returning either. I know he well, wants. Really, I know he wants to come back, but yeah. I don't think that's in the cards, especially when you're talking about having to fit all of these pieces together. Well, let, let's focus on that just for a second, because it, if we're going to do Scoot and Brandon, does Kelly Oubre's presence on the roster does it? It, does it matter whether Brandon Miller is drafted or not? Or do you just think Scoot or Brandon, Kelly's gone? No, I think Kelly's gone. I thought Kelly was gone no matter, before okay. they, yeah. you know, moved up to two. Like I, I just do. Don't, I just didn't know what you were thinking about with the whole Brandon role in this. Yeah, for sure. No, but I think that makes it even more di- difficult if it is, if, if you're drafting another wing player. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if we want to just put Terry Rozier in there, all right, at the starting, and then we got, we got Mark Williams at the center position. Okay. So you're really talking about who's going to get, uh, you know, for Scoot, who's going to get dropped from this reserve role. We don't know if DSJ is going to be back either or right. Teo Maladone. They've got to make some decisions there as well. You know, I think, yeah, I mean, James Booknight is like the obvious pick, right? I mean, he, you know, certainly I think he'll be given a shot, especially if it's Brandon Miller. But if it's Scoot, I think the pressure's on for him to have the summer of his life and come in and compete and say, hey, there's a reason to keep me around for like, you know, a 10-minute spot in the back of the rotation to come in and knock down some jump shots. But the, the absolute pressure is on for James Booknight to say, hey, I've, I've got enough to, to keep me around. All right, so if we just focus on the backcourt, then James Booknight and Teo Maladone are going to be the guys that you immediately go to because Cody Martin, while he did not play a lick last season, we do know that Cody was good defensively the year prior, at least on ball point of attack defense. And we do know that the shot got better. Who knows if it's real because the second half, he did start to tail off a little bit, but at least it was, I mean, he was among the league leaders for a certain amount of three pointers taken every single game in the NBA, the first half of the season, which was astonishing. It was great. It's what got him a lot of playing time. So Cody Martin could be that. I I still think he's going to be a part of the rotation, especially after the three-year contract. I think Scoot, like how many minutes do we get? If we have these minutes at our disposal here, Doug, we have Cody Martin at 24 on this original log. We had Terry Rozier, 30, LaMelo, 36. What kind of number would you expect for Scoot if we don't think he's going to start immediately? 
I would expect him to be the sixth man off the bench. Like, I mean, I think you you can't draft a guy number two overall and say, hey, look, you're not going to start uh, because we have Terry Rozier here and he's the veteran and you've got to earn the minutes over him and not give him a prominent role off the bench. So, I mean, I so, think he would but- be he'd be your spark plug, sixth man off the bench. I mean, we're talking. You know, I, I mean, I would drop Cody Martin's minutes here. I mean, you know, and, yeah. and look at Scoot. And possibly, I, I think there's a name here that we, you know, well, we, we've got to work. We don't we don't have Miles in this rotation yet if we're right. assuming that he'll be back. You know, so, I mean, you know, then it gets really interesting because what do you do with PJ's minutes? But I, but I still think Scoot, you know, would be the main piece off the bench. Maybe not on day one, but certainly as it, as it moves into the first couple of weeks of the season. Well, I mean, yeah, because – it it look it's getting more and more fascinating right before our eyes here as we start to fill this out because Lamelo Terry Gordon PJ Mark is who we have in the starting lineup right now Miles Bridges if he's back we don't have him in the starting lineup right now we don't have Scoot Henderson so Miles Bridges a fringe All Star or Gordon Hayward or PJ Washington who if he's back is going to be making twenty million dollars. That would be the sixth guy, but also just your microwave, typical Lou Williams bench guy. That would be more so scoot immediately, at least. The other guy here, Doug, is what I brought up at the beginning of all of this. Where does this leave Bryce McGowan's? Because Steve Clifford likes him a lot. And we know that Steve, even at the end of the season, said Bryce was a very nice surprise. A second round pick that he leaned on at the end of the season, got some minutes even towards the beginning. Man, how many minutes are are left over for Bryce? Uh, not a lot. I mean, if we're being honest, I mean, I, I yeah. think that that Bryce is going to have to do the same thing that he did last season. Except now, there's a little bit more trust. I think he could. He's going to be more immediately called upon if there is an injury, uh, and and he'll. I think all of these players will have opportunities, just like last season. You know, hopefully the injuries aren't as bad as last season. But they'll have little mini opportunities to come in and make an impact during the regular season. And those those matter because as we've seen in the NBA playoffs, we see this every year, that different rotation pieces that might not have been leaned upon a ton in the regular season suddenly become a factor in the playoffs. Look at Haywood Highsmith for the Miami Heat, right? You find these little bench wrenches that you have to go to in the playoffs that you didn't really necessarily go to a ton in the regular season because that's the way the playoffs are. It's a chess game. The regular season's checkers, and all of a sudden it becomes chess. And so just because Bryce McGowan doesn't have like a perfectly fit place in the rotation on on day one of the regular season – Honestly, sure. doesn't really mean anything. It's all about how he performs in those little spot places. Because here's the thing, too. As as I'm breaking this out visually, right? I, I slotted Miles in there as the as the starting four and moved PJ back to the bench with Scoot Henderson, Nick Richards, and Cody Martin. There's still another name that I think, yeah, and maybe it's via trade, so it it figures itself out with Gordon Hayward or Terry Rozier going away. But I think there's still another name that the Hornets. Sh- that we don't even know about that the Hornets will need to maneuver for if they're really serious about making the playoffs because they need some playoff experience. They need some veteran experience that can help guide this team. And and I don't think they're going to find that except via the trade market. All right. Well, let's talk about that name coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Oh, I don't know the name. Don't go to sleep on the the Hornets just yet. (laughs) We're going to figure out a name coming up next. (laughs) I mean, we know it's a tease because we don't have it right now, but we're going to have to find out. 
So stay tuned to see who it is going to be. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to the My Garage tab and look for the green check to know the part will fit or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, get the right fit, get the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. More Locked on Hornets coming up next. Is Locked on Hornets. Walker, sometimes you don't have to have the best package. Okay. Sometimes you just have to have the only package. If you wait, or this is uh, if my dating life uh, taught me anything, sometimes you just have to wait around long enough until you're the only thing remaining. And then suddenly you look pretty great in comparison. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, this conversation about the rotation has mostly surrounded Scoot Henderson. A couple more questions before we move to Brandon Miller. One, the more I look at it, Doug, the more the guy that I do think his minutes are going to be susceptible with some kind of competition, if Bryce McGowan's could be that guy and Scoot Henderson is the one that's drafted. It is Cody. I I just don't know where the – I don't know how many minutes he's going to get. You have zero there right now. Well, yeah, I have, well, we've got we've got some minutes to hand out for right, sure. For sure, for sure. But with, with so Scoot is in the backcourt, so is Cody Martin. You have Bryce McGowan's. We're leaving James Booknight out. We're leaving Teo Maladone out. Okay, so I see Cody as the guy that comes in with a good, like a, a high paying contract, considering some of these other players that we just mentioned. Dennis Smith Jr., we used to say, and I know you used to say this, it was an unserious move if you did not bring him back. Do you still feel that way now that they have the number two pick? And if they use that number two pick on Scoot Henderson? Say what now? I'm sorry. I was doing some math in my head for these minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was promised there would be no math. At the very beginning, when I took this job, I was told there would be no math. And suddenly I'm trying to figure out how many total minutes should go into this bucket. This is this is your touchscreen on ESPN. You are trying to be our sweet baby Bobby. I'm trying to be your John King. Exactly. But I I think I'm I'm more like Bobby Marks on the touchscreen. I'm failing here. But uh, ask me the question again. All right. So with all of the minutes being so limited in the backcourt. Cody Martin being yeah. that guy that's kind of versatile, maybe. So you could put him at the three sometimes, but even yeah. then it's going to get dicey, whatever you used to say that if you did not bring Dennis Smith jr. Back, it was an unserious move. Do you still feel that way? If they draft Scoot Henderson at number two? Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. I still feel like they need a, that kind of on-ball defensive skill that Dennis Smith Jr. brings. Because Scoot, I think Scoot has the attitude to become that player. But like, if you look at his tape from G League Ignite, like there are still going to be defensive issues. You know, if you 
remove Terry Rozier from the rotation and and go with a ball scoot backcourt at some point. So I think, you know, if, if your idea is to go into the season with Terry Rozier in the short term, but not in the long term, you know, and to find a way to get a ball scoot backcourt going, then I think you still need you, that Dennis Smith Jr. presence in the backcourt. Uh, if it's from Dennis Smith Jr. or some other kind of defensive presence in the backcourt, I still think you're going to need that. I think Scoot would benefit tremendously from from playing yeah. with Dennis Smith Jr. Um, yeah, 100%. And again, one thing we haven't really talked about that we've talked about a lot in the past, it's Terry Rogier could absolutely be traded maybe even this offseason still or at least at the trade deadline. And so you're not going to make any kind of move where you cut someone because of Terry Rozier, when Terry Rozier is somebody you've already looked to trade and you might be looking to trade again at the deadline. So that would open up another spot and then you would get um, you'd have some more minutes to hand out. All right, let's talk about Brandon Miller here. I know you're still working the touchscreen. I don't know if you want to get Scoot Henderson on out of there. Get out of there, Scoot. Get out of there, Scoot. Right. Let's Brandon, go. Oh, it's Miller time, Brandon. baby. Um, so, so enter Brandon Miller, right? Let's just say that he is the number two overall pick. So now the starting backcourt unquestionably becomes LaMelo ball and Terry Rozier. And this is where it gets tricky, especially if we are just operating under the assumption that miles bridges will return. So Gordon Hayward, miles bridges, Brandon Miller, PJ Washington. That is the, the front court for that you're looking at to see how many minutes will will be divvied out between all four of them. And so with that, it means the more Thor movement is looking a little dicey, in my opinion. What do you do? You think JT Thor is the guy that looks to be on the outs, despite Steve Clifford liking him, too? Oh, yeah. I just noticed that I have 15 minutes reserved for JT Thor. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and drop that to zero. Um, Well, here's the thing with that. I don't think that's purposeful either, by the way. I think uh, the math got you on that. It did. Well, I just figured it out. It's 240 rotation minutes per game. So (laughs) right now we're sitting at 209. We got plenty of minutes. We got plenty in the budget to figure this whole equation out. But here's the thing with Thor and going back to to our conversation on Bryce McGowan's. I don't think we can wrap any of these rotation discussions around who Steve Clifford likes because we don't know if Steve Clifford's even going to be the coach next season. Oh, and we that, still think that's a question? That might that might seem crazy, but look, if this team sells after the draft, yeah, if they sell, yeah. Then yeah, if they sell, then Steve Clifford, I think along with Mitch Kupchak are getting the boot. And and I don't it, whether you think that's fair or not, is beside the point. When new ownership groups take over, they tend to clean house. Now, maybe they'll make an exception here and say, hey, you know, uh, they were you know, the, this team was really injured last season. Steve Clifford did a good job of holding everybody together. The locker room loves him. So maybe we just hold on to Steve Clifford through this transition period, and then we give him the boot. Um, but I think ultimately, if they sell the team, Steve Clifford's not long for this world. So I don't think that Bryce McGowan's or JT Thor, we should wrap them up into that kind of context. So with that, I'm saying, yeah, JT Thor probably going to find his way back to the G League um, and and having to work his way back up again. But I, I, I would say the same thing for Thor as I would for McGowan's, which is there are going to be moments of opportunity. And look, does JT Thor come in after this offseason into training camp a lot bigger, a lot stronger, uh, a lot more consistent as a shooter, the type of shooter that we saw JT Thor be at the end of the season where he was knocking down Thorner threes left and right. Like he was that kind of player, 
then all of a sudden I'm saying, all right, Cody Martin, you might be sweating. Wrong twin, you might be sweating mm-hmm. a little bit because JT Thor is going to have that opportunity around the fringe. This team's so, not good enough to count anyone out. I'll just say that. No, yeah, it's it's not. And plus you're talking about, so if you go with some kind of nine-man rotation, you go with the starters that are listed there, the reserves in that column, if we want to kick out, you know, well, you have you have 10, I guess, if you just want to go to the, each of the back backup positions there um for the starters and then you have jt thor and bryce who got minutes too and so yeah it's it's going to be tough to figure out how many minutes are divvied up for everyone and and mark williams his minutes are going to go up from the 25 that we have listed here you know so nick richards don't know how many he's going to get um yeah it's kind of fascinating all right what do you think here so here's here's i I finally figured it out so now that i got the 240 number you at least got 240 (laughs) yeah so i've got 36 uh, what's the game the 53 28 whatever that game was this is this feels like that you're right um so i've got 36 for lament this is under the brandon miller situation i've got 36 for ball i've got 30 for rosier 31 for hayward bridges at 35 because when he when he was playing here they gave him a ton of minutes because you can switch him between they three didn't. and four, um, and and he can do a little bit for you on both ends of the floor. So I would imagine, you know, you could even probably, you know, knock off a few Hayward minutes here as as they just sort of slowly slide him down out of the out of the team out of the rotation. You know, um, probably knock off a few minutes if you wanted to give one of these bench guys some more minutes. And then Mark Williams at twenty five. That's probably low. You know, I, I could see him playing a few more minutes than that. Yeah. Um, but we don't know that for sure because there was a lot of Mark Williams, Nick Richards, question marks. You know, I think obviously Mark Williams is solidified as the starter, but mm-hmm. what's that rotation going to look like I think is still a big question mark. And so then I've got 14 for Dennis Smith Jr. or some equivalent backup point guard. Cody Martin, 10 minutes. He's on the outside. He's like right at the fringe. Could fall out of the rotation in a nine-man situation. Then PJ Washington at 20, Brandon Miller at 24. You might you might flip-flop those, Walker. You might say, hey, Brandon Miller might start as sort of the second option off the bench, PJ Washington first option, and then Nick, Nick Richards at 15 minutes as the backup center. Yeah, I, I think the, the one that looks the lowest right now, it is PJ. If, yeah. if you bring back PJ at 20 million a year. <laughs> it's a million per gonna- minute. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna be paying more than playing more than 20 and the lowest amount of minutes he's ever played is 27 two years ago but we got to 240 man like that's the battle you know we got to 240 we well, got we to 240 t- with with book with all these draft picks yeah. under the cup check era getting zero minutes book night zero and gowan zero thor and, zero and number 27 overall who knows about the second round picks we haven't even factored those player x's in there so oh yeah, well, yeah they're they're going i factored them <laughs> in i factored them in greensboro i've got them hotels go. already there Ready you go. To go in greensboro all right let's uh maybe give our finishing thoughts on this coming up next oh, i got a name i one. got a name by the way you want a name i've got a name it's part of our next segment okay uh, which is uh find the local angle i've got a name for that possible question mark name that could jump into the rotation and mess everything up okay so there you go all right find the Don't local go to angle. sleep on the hornets just yet locked on hornets uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's sensory overload we will get to all of it in the final segment this episode it's brought to you by bird dogs bird dogs are fantastic because they stretch kind of like khaki shorts they're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg giving you a truly sculpted look as you saw from doug when he showed them off bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as lululemon 
but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of this stiff, restricting cotton, and Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses the anti-stink, sweat, wicking fabric. Yeah, you don't want that stink on you. It uses that fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So make sure you go get a pair of Bird Dogs by going to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA and enter promo code LockedOnNBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Last segment, Locked On Hornets. Coming up next. This is Locked On Hornets. And just that I showed any kind of vulnerability, well, you, yeah, you I just, think Nod is just going to jump. You are the gazelle limping <laughs> through the African <laughs> safari. I'm in the mud. Yeah. I'm in I'm in some sticky yeah, mud. You are the hippo stuck in the mud. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm about to just get destroyed by Nas or by Nod as <laughs> By Nas. By Nas. <laughs> He's going to come out with me a rap battle. <laughs> it's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. We have a name. It took a longer, it took one more extra segment to try to figure it out, but we have a name for you that is going to come in and play in the rotation. And then we have a new game called Find the Local Angle. Don't know if it's a game, maybe just a segment, but whatever. Well, it's not a game. It's not a game. It's just a segment. You know, stuff's flying around the news uh, of sports. Maybe maybe in the future, I'll work some just regular old news as well. Uh, But, you know, I. Because I'm so obsessed with the Charlotte Hornets, because I am such a sicko, when I see news, my brain just immediately goes to, how does this affect the Charlotte Hornets? Or how can I find (laughs) some kind of way to make this about the Hornets? Because that's my brain is sick. Okay, folks? Um, So when stuff happens, that's what happens. So I want to find the local angle on some of these stories. And within that is the name. The name exists within the find the local, one of these find the local angle stories. It's not a separate thing. So we can just go right into the find the local angle if you're ready. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. What's the story and what's the local angle? Well, I know you're you're a big host on WFNZ, so certainly you've heard about this story and maybe you've talked about it already. Yep. Is the PGA, uh, I guess, merging, selling to Live Golf, or they're becoming one thing? And so this Saudi-backed uh, golf uh, tournament, LIV, or to golf organization, Live, yep. is now. Merging with PGA, a lot of controversy around that uh, and the sports washing of uh, Saudi money, of oil money, um, and a lot of people got a lot of people talking about it. So there, there are a lot of angles that you can take on this, folks. <laughs> oh yeah, and which Bryce, are you Bryce DeChambeau tried to take a couple of angles on CNN, which I tweeted about, which were like, "What are you talking about?" No, okay. he's a golfer. Just he, leave him alone. You know, he, he's a golfer. He doesn't have anything. To he say. didn't have to go on television and say oh, any of those things. Yeah, that's just... that's a joke, by the way, because Bryson said that. You know, look, I just want to play golf, and you're the one that joined. Uh, oh, was it Bryson? C- I think I just called him Bryce anyway. No, it is Bryson. My bad. I think oh. I got it wrong. Either I had Bryce McGowan's on the mind. No, the point <laughs> is, Bryson said, "Yeah, you know, I'm just a golfer. I don't want to get into the politics of it." Okay. On CNN. Why are you on CNN? There's a <laughs> okay. go, there's a whole channel called Golf Channel. Just go there. <laughs> All right, that's what Jay tried to do. Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Anyway, so here's the angle. Okay, I, and I'm this is this is serious. That more of this type of thing is going to happen in sports. It's not just. I mean, it's already happened in. You, you can see it in European soccer where 
um, a, a lot of this uh, money that has been generated by these um, oil barons in, in the Middle East is now being used uh, to buy up sports teams. It's happened in European soccer, uh, or really, I guess, worldwide soccer. And now you see it happening with golf. And it's not going to stay in golf and soccer. It's going to move to the big American sports, including yeah. the NBA, where the NBA is going to allow, or they already do allow, sovereign wealth funds to become part of ownership groups. And Walker, right. there's a team in the NBA right now that is rumored to be taking bids or That's at least having point. conversations about selling majority stakes. And that, of course, is the Charlotte Hornets. And, and, you know, we we I think we know the names of the people involved. Uh, Rick Schnall and uh, Gabe Plotkin are, are two of the names that have been uh, bandied mm -hmm. about. But to buy a sports team takes a lot of money. OK, that's not a shocking take, but it takes a I think to get approved you have to prove that that money is like liquid. That's a problem. These rich, you think people are rich, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, you've got to buy this thing for, you know, $300 billion or whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah. Like on paper, I'm worth a lot, but now I got to go actually find this scratch. Which and is then the these sovereign offers, wealth the funds come and along and say, hey, we'll give you the scratch, but yeah. we want part of the team. Well, which is a great, no, it's a great point. You're totally right about this. And the, the point where you talk about, you think you're rich until you have to buy a sports team and you're not that rich. Like that's these guys that we're talking about. That's yeah. Gabe Plotkin. That's Rich Schnall. Not so rich snobby when you start to <laughs> go to the Saudi money and you start to go elsewhere. Like this is not David Tepper looking to purchase the Charlotte Hornets. They need other people. They need more money. It's funny. Like I, I the, the, there's a viral clip, I think a while back where Lil Wayne is doing this interview and he says, you know, I look up my net worth on Google all the time. I don't see that money. <laughs> like so it's like, okay, yeah. You know how even the, rich are you? Yeah, yeah it's, it's not funny. it's not sitting in the Bank of America bank account, <laughs> right? Like you yeah. can't you can't go you can't roll up to the ATM and take out your billions of dollars. It's wrapped right. up into assets and you know, yachts and super yachts yeah, and not liquid, super like duper that. yachts and no, so um, you know, and I think uh it's it's gonna be very interesting because there will come a time when this does happen and you've got families uh, of 9-11 victims upset about this merger where, where Saudi money is, again, being sports washed, if you will. Um, you know, and, and I think there is a lot of controversy in the NBA, the NFL. I mean, no, no sports franchise will be immune because, look, I, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but, uh, you know, I would say fossil fuels are fossil fuels are on the way down. Electric vehicles are on the way up. <laughs> Oil's going to go away at some point, And this money's got to go somewhere. Uh, and I think one of the places it seems to be already going is professional sports franchises. Yeah. So you're telling me, by the way, that we have one Gabe Plotkin in one corner, the guy behind the GameStop controversy that happened in the stock market or maybe some Saudi money. So we, we these are these are the options that we might have right now. At least at the present tense, that's well. That, but I don't know. I, mean, I, th I think that's the right. big thing. It, is yes. like there's a big question mark. You don't. And and the thing is, it's so much. It's like an. It's it's at Bezos level where they do sort of the comparisons on YouTube of like the rice grain is like a hundred thousand dollars, and then like Bezos's money is like a a big sack of rice. It's just like it's unimaginable sums of money, where. 
because people are so shocked by the PGA live merger because PGA mm-hmm. was talking so much junk about live. And then all of a sudden it's like live comes along and says, no, actually we'll give you an unimaginable sum of money. And PGA is like, all right, all right, let's go. Same thing's <laughs> going to happen in all of these oh, sports yeah. franchises in the NBA and the NFL. You're going to think there's no way that this person that's owned this mega franchise well let's just take jerry jones and the cowboys there's no way jerry jones would sell and then you know you've got some people saying oh we'll give you 300 billion million jillion dollars and then he's like yeah i'll sell Mm -hmm. (laughs) right yeah yeah, it's dr evil level money and so i would i just say that's the local angle is like prepare for that if if that were to happen with i don't know if they would be attracted to the charlotte hornets i don't know if i could sell them on i mean they've you know done a lot of bad stuff so maybe it you know makes sense for the the hornets and the saudis to get involved oh you know, no yeah well and if, if they operate uh issues well there. and if they operate like they did with the live tour then they're they're getting any sizable name whatsoever i mean not so sizable names to transition from the pga to live i mean guys that haven't will come even close to winning majors and stuff you know and and solid names but not all just brooke kepka's and brooks kepka's and dustin johnson so anyways all right do you have one more we're running out of time Does you want to do the uh miami heat losing game three local angle you oh, so, so many local angles in this i think it's funny that you and i are having a conversation about the second overall pick we're really digging in you know this is a, a franchise altering pick they've got to get this right and, you know, you've got Jokic, who was a second round, what, 40th, 41st overall draft pick. Yeah. You got Jimmy Butler, who was at the bottom of the first round. Uh, Giannis won a championship. He was 15th. So, you know, I think the Hornets should trade back, personally. Wow. I think they should trade back to the second round, trade the second <laughs> pick, as many second round, and just find, got to oh, find no. that Jokic somewhere because he is just, he has that Dirk Nowitzki level of like what the bleep how the bleep it's it's it is i don't know how you statistically calculate the how the bleep factor but like the shots he was putting up at the end of that game that went in were like how the bleep does that body do that i don't yeah. know my my takeaway from Jokic is that it, there's just never a bad offensive possession it's so crazy every you feel comfortable every single time and it doesn't matter if the shot clock is dwindling down he'll throw something from his right shoulder and it goes right on in it's it's ridiculous doug i've never well, seen anything he has like the lamello this is a, the other here i'll throw you another local angle he has the lamello ball thing he does to me what lamello does to me sometimes where he'll make a pass and i and i'll go i didn't even see that guy where the hell mm-hmm. did that guy come from hmm. <laughs> how, did, how did he see i didn't see that guy i'm watching all the guys he only he's he's got a field of vision uh, that is limited by his human eyeballs. Whereas I've got this television screen that is showing me the whole court from a sky view. I didn't see that guy. How the hell did he see that guy? So yeah, that's if crazy. He a, if he was a quarterback in Madden 06 and QB vision was a thing, the whole field would just be highlighted. He could see everything, even behind him. Everything would be highlighted. All right, that'll do it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, first of all, I have to be fair because I mentioned a lot of guys that are in this finals that uh are there were low draft picks there is a guy that is in this finals right now that was a high draft pick fourth overall pick in fact fourth overall pick to the charlotte bobcats that's right cody zeller um i I haven't given my name yet either you want my name i've been teasing it all show (laughs) that's true i do want your name who who is your i think i might know by the way but who's your name well, I was looking at this uh these salaries for the Miami Heat. Eight seed, by the way. Okay, they're an eight seed. 
they've got $45 million next season tied up in Jimmy Butler and a lot of money after that. Bam out of bio, $32 million tied up for multiple years. Kyle Lowry, they got to pay Kyle Lowry $29 million. Duncan Robinson, $18 million. Tyler Hero, who's wearing a bucket hat, on the bench he's bucket hat bench guy they've got to pay him 27 million dollars and they got to pay him 33 million dollars in 2026 okay they've got a lot of money tied up Uh, yeah which means that a lot of these guys you're seeing making big impacts for them in the finals right now are free agents i'm talking about guys like max struess i'm talking about guys like gabe vincent who now has nba finals experience those could be names i'm talking about another guy that is a free agent next year playing in these finals his name he was the fourth overall pick by the charlotte bobcats his name is cody zeller doug i i um (laughs) i just want you to know that you can see that bucket hat over what is my right shoulder or Uh left shoulder whatever Uh you're looking at and uh we're gonna have bucket hat bench guy game we're gonna have that (laughs) that's gonna be a thing and i love that you created that bucket hat all right that'll do it for locked on hornets that last segment was a doozy oh wait that's not triple b that's double b that's bbg yeah who is who is uh, how we could have used that is bryce mcgowan's gonna be the bucket hat bench guy when it's all said and done yeah we're gonna get to that all right Thanks for making us your first listen. Make your second listen. Game to game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game to game. Covers every contest from across the league with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow game to game on Locked On NBA. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Oh, Kevin Love, also a free agent.